Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another Welcome. episode. We're back. It's bold of you to say. We're, we we're bring the heat. The heat. Uh, you're changing it up this week. You're not screaming. My cat is right next to me, and I just don't. I don't want him to see me like that. Did I'll tell you more about it later? But I'm getting it. I'm, I'm actually getting a cat this weekend. Yes. It's pogging. He's making the pog face. He's in poggers. No, he already has a name. It's Band Aid. <laughs> uh, he's yeah. trying to repair that relationship, Cute isn't he? Little thing. Cute little thing. <laughs> Anyway, this week we talked about just a lot of corporate fuckery, a lot of a lot of corporate stuff. Uh, the shell the shell company is like, yeah, actually, uh, renewable energy saving the planet isn't profitable, so we're gonna uh, actually set the ocean on fire again and more. Also, the Biden administration was like, hey, car companies don't do right to repair uh, because I because we hate people. The submersible, the Titanic. People tried to look at the Titanic on a screen in a tube, four thousand meters under the water, in a tube that was only rated to go a thousand meters. I don't think I mentioned that. And the Telegraph. Uh, they put out a new logo that is just a Nazi flag. If, if you were to design a homage to Nazi uh, iconography, it would be the Telegraph's new logo. You know what? Fuck it. Uh, jumping between universes is real, and they figured out how to get the news networks of uh, the world where um, the Nazis won World War II. Yeah, dude. This and is the this is the Wolfenstein logo. This is the <laughs> Telegraph from the Wolfenstein universe. Right, right. Anyway, there are timestamps in the description, so you can skip around if you want. If you want to skip a certain part, or if you just can't wait to get to a certain part, it's all down below. Use it if you want, or don't. This week for the movie that we talked about, we talked about Indiana Jones and the time that I tried to arrest a mobster, but I didn't. And also I learned how to play the blues. Indiana and Jones, jazz. the time I realized that nothing fucking matters. Indiana Jones. And that's uh, that's all of them. <laughs> that's that's every single Indiana Jones anything. So it turns out Indiana Jones is a slow learner. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would say to close this intro, enjoy the heat we bring. Yep, we do bring the heat. We bring the heat. Let's get into it. I did everything right and they indicted me. (laughs) (laughs) So in the wee hours of the morning, uh, this isn't one of the news stories or anything. I remember seeing like a headline because I get like a bunch of like news notifications. And one of the headlines was like Elon Musk agrees to a cage fight with Mark Zuckerberg. You know, I just, this is why I don't internet. Okay, this is, here's, it's such a waste of time. Here's what this Who seems to cares? be. Here's what this seems to be entirely based on. Uh, Elon Musk has been doing some like jujitsu training and like he like, I guess With he like Joe wanted, Rogan. He, I probably uh, said somewhere. I don't know that. He like won a, a a a tournament or something i don't know but it seems to be based on uh someone was like oh what if these guys were to fight and then someone he was like yeah okay sure like, yeah let them down yeah i'll do that um, imagine being like in a jujitsu like team or whatever and then your opponent is fucking elon musk dude i'd, I'd be having a great time dude i'd You're bring like, a gun accidentally was a little too rough I'd be like, thank God I remember to bring my gun this time. Elon Musk. I do the Indiana Jones thing. Elon Musk has the kind of body where it feels like if you hit him in the stomach, he'll die. 
Or like, I don't know, I feel like if you hit him in the stomach, parts of his flesh will just drip off in the inertia. Yeah, he just has a like a weird bod overall. Yeah. Like, have I don't you seen really that get picture it. of him like shirtless at like the beach or something? Yeah, it's awful. He's barrel chested, but like it actually looks like a barrel. Yeah, but like also I don't I don't wanna physique shame here. But um also he's just like, Yeah, I got on this diabetes medication that yeah. is causing him to lose weight now. I just I really don't think that you know, is because a natural people with actual physique. diabetes don't need that, you know. Right. Uh, I don't know. He's he's on some weird shit, probably. But anyway, that's all to say. Let him fight. I hope that happens. You know what I? I you know what I imagine? Not care less. Yeah i i would I would definitely I wouldn't pay to watch it. I would probably like pirate a recording of it. Uh, but yeah. Have, so this is a uh, going to be a very specific reference, a very specific vision that I'm thinking of for how I imagine the fight going. But have you seen Rick and Morty season six? No. Okay. So in one of, in one of the episodes in season six, uh, there's this villain called piss master. <laughs> so I think anyone that's seen the episode knows what I'm talking about. Uh, he like has beef with Rick and he wants to like prove himself as a super villain. So he like follows him around and Rick just like kind of ignores him. But then he shows up at the house and he's like, Hey, you guys suck. Hey, you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to piss on your daughter and, and stuff. And he's like, like saying stuff, something about summer. And so Jerry like goes outside. He's like, I'm not going to have any of this. And he beats him up, but it's such a visceral scene. It's just so uncomfortable. Cause it's not like, it's not like a movie fight. It's like a real, like two men in their forties fighting. <laughs> like they're, it's just uncomfortable. They're like grabbing each other and like not a lot of the punches land really well. It's well, it's just, just weird. I, I just, this, this is how I rate most 40 year old fights. It's weird because there's an intense fight going on, but no real advantage on either side. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how I imagine it. I don't imagine them fighting like well or in a way that's like pleasing to watch. I can only imagine it being very uncomfy for everyone involved. Right. It's just kind of embarrassing. Like, it's I feel just, like it's literally I the piss like master fight. Dad, I feel like Jerry probably pissed himself doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's so uncomfy. But anyway, we got a few things in the show notes to go over. Um, a couple of them, I, I don't think we can squeeze much content out of them, but I will just briefly mention. Uh, so the the first link in the show notes, I, I came across this on Twitter the other day. Uh, someone on Twitter posted a screenshot of the headline for an article that says black Marxist scholar who supports reparations finds out she descends from slave owner thinking that's like an own thinking that they're like, Oh yeah. You know, this, this black Marxist scholar is such a hypocrite, you know, for wanting reparations despite being descended from a slave owner and like everyone piled on like, why is she the descendant of a slave owner? What what course of events do you think led okay, so to that? Historically, you could be a, a freed black man or woman and buy slaves. It's I don't I. I mean, clearly, I'm, what happened here is a slave owner right. raped his slave, and had a yeah, baby with that slave. Maybe, mayhaps. Like that's that's just what happened. 
And that is clearly the most likely scenario here. So that's really not the own that this person thinks this is. Can I, I just like to point out, I just want to point out real quick. Um, whenever we think about slavery in the Roman Empire, we're like, oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. No, it wasn't. Slavery wasn't a long time ago. Yeah, we, were, we still we, we still do slavery. We as an in industrial this nation, we as an industrial nation actively supported slavery and fought a war about it. Yeah, I, I just mean, find that sometimes I just like when you when you put that back into perspective, it's like shit. I mean, we still have slavery. It's just it's prison labor now. The Thirteenth Amendment. Um, is it the Thirteenth or Fourteenth? Either way. Uh, it doesn't ban slavery. It says slavery is like banned except for as a punishment for a crime. So we didn't even get rid of slavery. So as uh, uh, slavery is as recent as uh, right now. Well, I would say we we definitely ended the institute the the private institution of slavery. I mean, it's still a private institute. Like private prisons I mean, are are a thing right. now, and they have basically slavery rings um but i digress um yeah that's uh, that's all that i really had to say about this particular tweet just come on what are we doing here what is this you're embarrassing yourself think before you tweet uh the next thing uh it's just a brief uh philip defranco thing that i saw on tiktok uh, you know how Trump d- gave his speech where he was like, they indicted me. They indicted me. Even though I yeah. did everything right. I I actually, I want to announce, I want to, uh, I want to unleash or uh, debut a new sound pad. I did everything right and they indicted me. I love. Is that actually that's, him? That's what he's, have you not heard this? I've been hearing it that, so that much sounds, for the past I like I, week. <laughs> you know what? I so here's what I do, and this is I think an explanation as to why I'm so surprised. Whenever I'm watching the news, I'm usually eating. And yeah. I'm like probably like half focused on my food and half focused on the news. So that probably just slipped and I was like, <laughs> okay. It it really but sounds thought, like Trump doing a Trump impression. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he got like uh what is it? Like um bronchitis. Yeah, um, Jamie, can, Jamie, can we roll me. that back real quick? I did everything right and they indicted me. <laughs> I love him so much as a as a TV personality. Like I said, oh, as a man. gladiator. You know, if he just dropped out and became a voice actor. I, I know. I just, I want him to be a TV personality again. I don't want him to be, you know, aspiring for political power or anything like that. I just, I, I miss when he could just be a guy on television. I still say we should just let him think that he's president. What if, all right, here's, here's a different idea. What if we like kind of split the presidency? So like you have one guy that's like actually running shit. And then you have one guy that just goes on TV. Uh, I sure. Do you what, uh, I just, what France did with, do what France did with Napoleon. Just give him an Island and say, this is yours now. I just I really feel like we would be losing out on so much if we didn't have him just like around generally, but he cannot have any amount of power. You feel yeah. me? You feel me on this? 
Yeah. He's I feel such like a even if we gave presence. him an island like that is like a part of Florida, he would still try to invade Florida. <laughs> I mean, he'd try, but like, You're right. what's he going to do? What's he going to do? You no, know, the, the House of Mouse will fuck him up. Yeah. Dude, Disney will. Yeah, they'll. Dude, a, a Disney cast member will, will fuck up Donald Trump on any day. Hell, they'll launch missiles from the top of uh, uh, Expedition Everest. Yeah. You're telling me Disney doesn't have its own private missile silos that we don't know about? Dude, they launch, like, I think they're the biggest buyers of gunpowder and, like, munitions in the world because they do fireworks every night. Look, you're absolutely right. Look, they have the supplies. They have the Imagineers. <laughs> I'm telling you, it takes, I, I give it, like, two hours and- <laughs> Imagineers. Yeah. Imagineers. That's what they're called. Lords. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying they got the they got all the supplies. They got the best and brightest minds. Doing? I'm telling you, I give it two hours and they are the number one military superpower behind the United States. I, I just imagine them launching an ICBM and it's also colorful. <laughs> and it's like they, they yeah they launch the missile like, it blows fireworks. up and it also makes like the mickey mouse ears Your mickey mouse symbol <laughs> <laughs> uh we have fun here but anyway you do. that's all to say um yeah so Trump, the, the actual like no the actual story here is that fox news uh had like their, their segment where trump said i did everything right and they indicted me i love it i love that sound bite so much and then <laughs> they cut to like joe biden giving a speech at the white house and like the little lower third thing that it said uh wannabe dictator gives speech after arresting political opponent yeah that's it yeah yeah whatever you okay and that's not i mean as you can imagine immediately everyone was like what is this and then they were like, oops, sorry. Like, and they took it down pretty quickly. They were like, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know what happened there. I don't know. If he was a dictator, do you think he would really stop and think about passing Dude. the Build Back Better plan? Do you think he would really, like, whittle it down that much if he was right. a dictator? Yeah. That, yeah, I don't get that. The idea what that. What are you on about, Fox News? Well, that's, They're on a different fucking planet. That's actually like a core tenet of fascism. Your enemy is both weak and strong. Right. Like, like if you're like a white supremacist, other races are weaker than you, but they're also like taking over despite how right. weak you view them as. But they're also really strong and they're mm. they're going to get you. There's like a no fucking middle ground anymore. It just anymore. They just got to chill. What I mean by that is there's no like. Like, oh, he's good at these things and bad at these things. It's always he has to be good at, at being bad. Or bad at being good. I mean, that, yeah, that, and also, if you're going to go after someone, go after them for the right reasons. I don't get why they, right. like, like the, the weirdo fascist conservatives and, like, the, like the, the theologists, um, they're, like, they, like, go after, like, Democrats for, like, being satanic. Like, that's, that's I, become are a they mainstream. Aware that, like, a lot of Democrats are actually just atheists. <laughs> Well, like, like, are they aware of that? I mean, if you're talking about like elected Democrats, I, I'm pretty sure most of them are still Christian. Like, and I'm most... talking Democrats as in the base. Yeah, of the base. A lot of them are just atheists. That, yeah. And they just don't. They're, they're like, you're Satanists. And we're like, we don't even think that's real. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. I just it's, want it's, drinking water it's for the Flint. level. It's the I level of nuance that about. you expect from, from an, an evangelist. 
Um, but anyway, they go after them for like being like satanic and like just just shit that doesn't exist. They go after them for right. shit that doesn't exist. Uh, meanwhile, there's actual substantive things that you can go after elected Democrats for. But well, a lot of the time, news. it's just that's stuff that Republicans are doing also and worse. Well, I mean, let's be honest here, though, like Fox News and uh, and, and Newsmax are kowtowing to the same things that YouTube is trying to kowtow to, which is um, views and yeah. people watching and talking about um, the the actual institutional issues with the Build Back Better plan or the possible repercussions of, I don't know, interest rates from the Fed. Um, it doesn't people don't fucking care. They don't fucking care. Yeah, they want to hear about how Joe Biden's a fucking pedophile or some shit. Yeah, it's like, more entertaining to hear that like Hillary Clinton is running a, a, a pedophile ring outside of a pizza restaurant, mm-hmm. and how she's like literally working with the devil. Just fucking wild. It's like the Hunter Biden thing. They're going after him, like, like he's getting charged with like gun related charges, and, and he's, he's cooperating. Like in, and he, yeah, and he's like getting in. He like in trouble with the IRS over some like back taxes, um, and like an unregistered firearm as well. That yeah, like I said, like gun related stuff, and um, and like yeah, that's yeah. He did those crimes, so go after him for him. Um, but I guess the conservative base and like elected conservatives aren't satisfied because they want them to like prosecute him for, I guess, being cool. Like that's, that's it. They, they want to go after him for like fucking hookers and having dick pics on a laptop. They want to, I mean, I, I say, I say go after him for the corruption that he did, but they don't want to because they're, they're all doing something similar. Yeah. Um, I don't even know, bro. Uh, they, they actually called him a wannabe dictator. Yeah, yeah, Joe Biden wannabe dictator. Because you I know can, the countless, you know the coups that Joe Biden has tried to throw over the I mean, the, the, the criticism government. is that he's weak. That's what you go yeah. after him for. You, he's not, like, that. they just, they go after him for stuff that isn't happening and, and doesn't exist. But anyway, uh, I have one, I have another uh, news thing to go over. Um so this is from Yahoo Finance. Uh, links in description. Wait, for you said something about Philip DeFranco. What was that about? Oh, that's just where I heard the thing with the Fox News oh, thing. Okay, gotcha. it was yeah, it was a a, a Philip DeFranco clip. Um, <laughs> Philly D's nuts. <laughs> yeah. So Thank you. I'm here all night. This is this this one. Uh, it could be uh, a greater discussion, uh, but we do have uh, quite a bit more to go over. So I'll right. just I'll go over what the story is and say my piece and then and then you say any any additional thoughts that you have and then we'll then we'll then we'll talk about the whatever you can talk about the Titanic thing or the right to repair thing or whatever whatever we want uh but anyway so this is from Yahoo Finance exclusive Shell pivots back to oil to win over investors uh source and then it looks like it just cuts off whatever um i mean i do have it like in a weird window oh sources something something i guess that's just from sources anyway um yeah the the gist of it from what i have uh skimmed so far i haven't had a lot of time to really go over this one in depth but the gist of it seems to be uh their you know renewable ventures haven't really been working out financially like they're not 
getting the kind of growth that they want and they're not making the kind of profit that they want or that that shareholders want, I should say. So they're going to up oil production. And it, it uh, just from the first paragraph, uh, it says uh, Shell will keep oil output steady or slightly higher into 2030 as part of CEO Wales uh, Sawan's efforts to regain investor confidence as the energy giant wrestles with poor returns from renewables while oil and gas profits are booming, company sources said. There's more to read if you want to, you know, on your own time, read through this and and uh, and and learn about this particular story. Uh, but I, I can I say something real quick. Yeah, yeah, say something. Fucking fucking investors are worried about this fake currency that they that is worth something because everything said everyone says it's worth something. Right. Meanwhile, they're just destroying the fucking rock they live on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 only thing that I really have to say about this. Uh, is just the, the world will not be saved by capitalism. Uh, that that economic model that we cling to is actively leading to the downfall of our species and the planet. Oh, can I also mention something else that's kind of dumb that uh, local governments are doing? Um, yeah. Even if you have solar panels, they're still charging you for the electricity you... Or they're, they're either not giving you money back for the electricity you're contributing to the grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, while also used to, charging you for the electricity you use. They used to pay you for the electricity you put into the grid, and now they're changing that. Yeah, yeah it used to be Which if is you have... Which fucking bullshit. Yeah, it used to be that if you have, like, solar panels or, like a, like, a wind turbine at your house or anything like that, anything that, like, generates power, you know, a, along those lines, you could sell it back to the electrical grid and get some money out of it, like you said. But... Yeah, that just... It turns out uh, private energy companies don't like that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the actionable piece, making enough money. Yeah. The actionable piece here, I guess is, uh, like Ann Arbor, for instance, is, uh, like a lot of people in town are working towards getting like a public, um, like energy thing going instead of relying on DTE, uh, because DTE sucks because, uh, private energy companies suck. So if you have any local organizing going on around that, uh, you know, See what you can do to contribute. Uh, that's the actionable piece of of this segment. But yeah, that's the problem with privatizing vital industries like this because any you know any anything that we need that also happens to con- the to conflict with what shareholders want, uh, we're just not going to get what we need. You know, like if we right. need to switch away from fossil fuels, since it's a, a private industry. They're just not going to do it if they can't make more money from it. Well, they'll try to kneecap the democratic systems that we have in order to maintain their dominance over yeah. energy production. Yeah, through lobbying, which uh, which sucks. And we've we've talked extensively about that. Um, which, by the way, I don't think is like entirely bad, but is can cannot uh, at many times be bad. Yeah, I mean, in in this instance. Uh, electricity energy being a private industry is just in my in my opinion pretty transparently the wrong way to do it i i think the i, I at least from from my perspective from where i'm looking it seems like uh maybe maybe it might be a good idea to nationalize industries like this that are vital to us continuing uh to exist 
And um, because we way, can't we can't have it just mo- uh, driven by the profit motive. Well, well, it's silly too because um, you know a lot of these industries, at least on the local level, are already state or at least county run. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, sewage already yeah. done by the city. Water yeah. already done by the city. Waste uh, collection and and uh, uh, disposal already done by the city. Yeah. Right. That's already paid for. And the the issue with with privatizing a lot of these things is that they inherently aren't profitable. Exactly. Continuously lead to not only the government paying these people to to do this operation, but also paying more so that they can make a profit. Yeah. Yeah, that's similar to like how like people want to like like capitalists, like people that are like like and caps, you know, people that are like into the free market want to get rid of the post office because they're like, it doesn't make money. It's like, yeah, that's why we have it because it's not a profitable so, thing unless you charge like an arm and a leg for it. So there are trade offs, though. So, for instance, when you privatize things like trash collection, usually uh, uh, waste disposal workers get paid more, but their benefits, are, they like aren't great. Yeah. Uh, versus with the state where they don't get as great pay but they get amazing benefits like pensions for instance which are Mm -hmm. basically extinct at this point yeah so you know i i can't tell cities how to vote but it just seems like maintaining these these systems under the uh, state or city uh uh, budget would be better yeah yeah if you're not you know entirely convinced that energy should be you know, nationalized or, you know, if that word scares you rolled into the city budget, however you want to phrase it. Um, if, if, if you aren't entirely convinced the thought experiment that I like to do is just pretend that it's already nationalized and, and just think about what if we privatized it, would that be better? Uh, probably fucking not. What if we privatized it with the state? What if we privatized it with the state? Yeah, just say that. Yeah, just say that, guys. Guys, we got to get rid of corporate communism. <laughs> we got to get rid of corporate communism. I love that, guys. I gotta, I gotta. I'm trying to make a list of of corporations to boycott. Which one should I do? Oh yeah, unfortunately, they're all you know they're all communist. They're all Marxist at this point. So you gotta you know boycott all corporations. I I, I will mention though that's like not entirely incorrect because if you look at corruption inside of a lot of the like the main historically socialist countries, for instance, the USSR and currently Mm -hmm. to an extent in China and North Korea, corruption is rife. Like, yeah. Yeah, I I just love the term corporate communism because it's the most glaring example of an oxymoron. Right. But yeah, like right. you're, like you're saying, yeah, let's we got to get it out of the corporate Marxists' hands, and we need to get it into the hands of the people. We need to privatize it for the people. Is it weird how much sense that makes? It, I mean, that's just it makes sense because it's just it 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 just it makes sense. It makes sense to nationalize yeah, I mean, industries like that. But yeah, like pretend that we already have like universal health care, like every other industrialized major country in the world uh how much sense would it make to say no you got to pay more as an individual for shittier healthcare. also your cancer treatment isn't covered 
Or like imagine, imagine uh, the company that wants to do your trash disposal saying, yeah, that'll cost you more and the people working for us won't get great benefits either. Yeah. And yeah, also exactly. when it's really bad weather out, we won't even bother. Right. Yeah, because at the end of the day, uh, a private company, their only obligation is to make money for themselves and or their share their, their shareholders. Right. But anyway, I'm glad that we came to to more agreement than I expected on that. Um, so the only reason, so I I more agree with that in terms of like waste collection, um, uh, uh like waste collection, i.e., trash and plumbing, mm-hmm. um, running being run through the cities because those have been historically and unanimously shown to be better run through the state. Mm-hmm. And also, like they're generally not profitable. So why would you want to privatize that? Right what point would there be to privatize that? Yeah. Yeah, and I think the same goes for energy. It's something that, like, we're not living in, like, 1900 anymore. Like, if you... I would say yes. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I would say yes to that when it comes to, like, coal and natural gas energy production, but I would say possibly no to that when it comes to nuclear because nuclear requires a lot of upfront capital to get started and a lot of uh, educated workers who know how... (laughs) A nuclear reactor works. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm, but there's no reason that that couldn't be run by the state. I mean, who has more I mean, upfront cities, capital than the state? Well, when you say the state, there's the difference between the state's budget, the city's budget, and the federal national budget. Yes, the the national budget could afford to do that. Yeah, cities can't. States, yeah, I mean, in many cases, can't. Yeah, I mean, that's a little into the weeds when you're talking about specifically nuclear. I mean, that's spe- just or, sorry, nuclear conclusion. Right. I mean, yeah, that's 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 a further conversation. But I mean, back to back to the main thing, like just energy production as an industry. I mean, yeah, asterisk, you know, nuclear, different story. Um, but like the the shit that we do, like on the regular, uh, it just it makes sense. Uh, just like with trash disposal, just like, you know, with the other stuff you said, it makes sense to roll it into, you know, either the city budget, the state budget, however you want to do it. Um, but I mean, in that setup, you have more and, democratic control over what happens at the at the, um, you know, with the production. So if the people decide, you know, or if like, you know, science advisors to the government are like, hey, we're going to fucking kill this planet if we keep using coal, then they can just switch away from coal. They've been and, saying that since the 70s. <laughs> yeah. And it's a private industry, so they're not going to listen if it's run by the state, you know, the state being the government. Right. I don't mean specifically mm-hmm. like the state of Michigan. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it's run by a democratically controlled body then the profit motive doesn't get in the way because there's no profit motive there. The profit motive doesn't get in the way of, you know, progress in the production, you know, progressing away from like fossil fuels and towards renewables. I guess I'm more on the side of the fence where it's just like it doesn't make sense to privatize things that aren't profitable, like just Mm -hmm. inherently in their operations are not profitable. Yeah. Like collecting trash and putting them in a landfill like that. Like where where is the where is the yeah. profit there? Well, even if it is profitable, why doesn't why does a why do we let a private company profit off of that? It's not like you can just choose to go without trash disposal. So they're gonna price gouge. I mean, yeah, uh, like for instance, NASA and the U.S. military have have dealt with that yeah uh, price gouging issue. Um, I I because I took a class about 
local and state government operations. And I forget exactly why they they sometimes choose to go like the private route. And usually it has to do with the corporation that's in charge quoting a lower number than what the city's spending. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, but the thing is, what what I I what I think is not always strategically thought about is that that quote is often changed. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's we like, can do oh, it. Yeah, we, we can do it for this amount. Ooh, actually, it's going to be a bit more. Oops. Ooh, actually, sorry. Ooh, we're we actually going to charge more than our competitor. And you're in a you're in a fifty year contract with us now, so that screw that single screw will be a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. And if you dare go to anyone else, we'll count that as a violation of the contract. Yeah, fucking wild. And anyway, the state. Anyway, along similar lines, uh, I have an article from Vice. I have done a bit more research uh, than the the shell thing, and a bit more since we last talked about it uh, over the phone. So. This is from vice.com. Biden, Biden administration tells car companies to ignore right to repair law people overwhelmingly voted for. So in Massachusetts, uh, this was a few, I believe in 2020, they voted in uh, a new sort of an update to an older law. So uh, in 2013, uh, Massachusetts passed a law that said that car manufacturers have to like, you know, open up their like their repair and diagnostic stuff so uh, quoting the article uh, in 2013 massachusetts passed a law requiring car manufacturers to make parts and diagnostic tools available to independent auto shops and consumers so basically they couldn't like keep the manual from you they couldn't say like actually we're not gonna show you you know the schematics to like whatever change the battery you know whatever like stuff like that and that particular law it, the specific wording of it had to do with the port that's used. So in cars, like if you've, you know, taken your car to the shop, you've probably seen them plug a little thing into it, like on like the driver's side. Yeah, a diagnose, uh, a, a diagnostic computer thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like the yeah it says here the ODB two port. So that was how they phrased it in the 2013 law, and then. Through sort of like a general like agreement between manufacturers, they were like, okay, yeah, we'll do, you know, something similar to this law in every state. And it got kind of standardized. But the thing is, since that law specifically says that they have to, you know, let you access that data through that port, they just stopped putting that port in cars. Yeah. So now it's all wireless. And now in, I believe, 2020, yeah, in 2020, they updated it. So it they like expanded the language to include wireless uh, tools so you don't have to plug it specifically into that port. And the so where we last left it when we were talking about it was the uh, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration sent out a letter telling manufacturers to just ignore that to be like, actually, you don't have to comply with this right to repair law. So the reason for that is that there's another. Uh, There's another law called the Safety Act, and I don't know the specifics of it, but they're arguing that this new law conflicts with the Safety Act, which, uh, broadly speaking, is meant to protect against, like, hacking. So, like, hacking, like, the computer system in your car. And they're now arguing that uh, if manufacturers comply with this new right-to-repair law, they're putting customers at risk. 
even though, uh, and this is what the article says, the Biden administration has warned, or no, no, that's wrong paragraph. Um, hold on, I copy and pasted in the show notes. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's letter is a huge blow to, cons- to customer consumers' rights and is a puzzling move considering that President Biden and his administration have repeatedly championed the right to repair and have specifically stated that they do not believe that right to repair laws pose cybersecurity concerns. So they're going so back on what the they've said thing. previously. So this is the one thing that confuses me. I don't know why the executive branch of the federal government is talking about this because it seems if there's a violation in federal law, that would be up to the uh, the justice system to to determine. Well, it is right. It is from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So at least from my sort of outsider perspective, it seems like that would fall under their jurisdiction. Let me, let me see. National. I can Google what administrator or what branch they're part of yeah i mean it's i guess the the why or the how of that isn't as important since we know that's just what happened i don't think we need to you know parse through the details on specifically why they're allowed to do that i'll just leave it at this then like um so we have a state law saying you have the right to repair things uh that you own that you've bought that that is your property Yeah, and i do want to go into why right to repair is good if anyone listening doesn't know yeah Especially for farmers, especially for farmers. Big deal with them, surprisingly, if you don't know anything about it. Right. Um, So the thing that's tripping me up is you have a state law saying you have the right to repair this. And then you have Mm -hmm. a federal law saying that something about that state law might infringe on a federal uh, act of Congress. I think it's like pending, uh, pending judgment from like a federal court, probably. Okay, so that's... I, I think it's like a, the thing it's it's just a, a letter saying like hey we recommend that you don't follow this they're probably gonna like have a you know like a court case over it um okay so that is so yeah the national highway safety board is actually part of the u.s department of transportation so yeah i'm sorry pete put a gig yeah your guy your boy uh, your boy um, the pragmatic so, choice I hope this goes to court, and I hope this gets settled in the people's favor. I really, yeah, I do too. Because it's not like, because I don't, I, I think any potential danger to the public with regards to right to repair would be on the, would be the responsibility of car manufacturers to solve. Yeah, don't the, make a shitty product. Right. Or That's bring back the, the manufacturers. Port. That was one of my takeaways. Yeah. Bring there back the port. There not the fucking port. Yeah, if it's such a, a, a concern with the, the wireless uh, you know, access, just don't make it wireless anymore. But this also could potentially give a great window for competitors to squeak in. So you could just have a car company that's just like, hi, we make a car that works. Might not be as quality as these other cars in terms of like luxury, but you can fix it and yeah. it does its job. I don't know. That's kind of a gamble because they're going to make less short term profit for sure because they're not going to be able to, like, you know, sell you a broken thing that they can fix for you for another fee. Um, Maybe in the long run, it'll be more profitable. Maybe it'll be more successful. But it's kind of hard to sell investors on a, on a long term thing like that when they could just go to this other manufacturer that's going to make a lot of short-term gains. Well, I mean, you don't have to worry about investor if it, investors if it's a private company. Yeah, but I mean, like, where are you going to get the capital, right? 
I mean, there, yeah, I mean, the initial capital would be hard to get, but like, um, for instance, I think Tesla for, uh, for instance, is still private. Wait, are they private still? I think I they're, thought- I mean, they're public, they have a stock price, so they're publicly traded, right? I mean, if they have stock to oh, buy, no. uh, um, can you use Tesla as a public? So it's a public company. Never mind. So it used to be private, and then they were, um, and then they got on the stock market. I mean, so Tesla being public is the whole reason Elon Musk was able to buy Twitter, isn't it? I'm unsure because he used I thought that well, it Tesla. Was, he used a combination of SpaceX and Tesla stock as like collateral to get the money to buy Twitter. From what I remember. Right. But right. that's that's neither here nor there. Um, I think I th- jumping back onto my train of thought, I, I think the next thing I was going to say is, I, yeah, I see this as sort of a failure of the administration if they are able to successfully take this law down. Because they're just they're going back on their own word, uh, you know, saying that they're going to support right to repair, saying that there aren't any cybersecurity concerns. And that's the general consensus that I've uh, you know, that I've gotten, you know, that, that seems to be the consensus among experts that there's no real security concern or there's no extraordinary security concern with this kind of thing with allowing third party companies and, and consumers access to this, you know, the, these, these diagnostic tools. You know, it's strange too, because like, if you're talking about like diagnostic tools being used to fuck with your car enough that it poses a threat to the public, then why don't you just use technology that's not connected with the car? That's not integrated. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is all, these are all very recent, very avoidable problems. If they are problems, you know, we don't need like the parking brake to be controlled by a computer. We don't need all of this stuff to be computerized (laughs) and be like, you know, run by a logic board. So here's a funny thing. I, I, uh, occasionally drive a 1967 Volkswagen Beetle that Mm -hmm. has no computer technology. I mean, it has like, the occasional like fucking breaker or the um occasional fuse but that's like rudimentary i mean that's not computers um, right but you know what i use when i'm when i don't know where to go in the car i just pull out Your my phone. phone yeah and i look up the directions yeah i mean i like modern conveniences i like android auto I, like i would not if i could avoid it i would not switch to a car that doesn't have android auto right it's just the kind of thing that you can't go back on um, or if you have an iPhone, Apple CarPlay, right? I just wish it didn't come with all of this extra bullshit. I wish it didn't come with like, see- oh, also you can't get your car repaired by another uh, third-party company. And that's the exact reason that I, I, I wouldn't go to something that's more integrated with my phone because I know there's going to be some bullshit thing. Yeah. And I, a I contract... Think- yeah. And I just don't want to deal with it. So that's why I, I'm very content with having my little clippy phone thingy that well, I just clip my phone to my dash and yeah. I pull up my music and I get my aux cord going. Does it? Does your car have like the original uh, radio in it or is it? Uh, I believe so. But it's like um, it. So it gets the radio waves and then digitizes it to be played. Well, so is it like, like a little like digital like radio thing? I'm I'm what do you mean by digital? Well, I mean like the just I guess it's not really important. I was going to say, um, if I guess it matters, like if you have the original radio, you probably don't want to rip it out. If it still works, it's from 2007. If that answers any questions, then it's not the, yeah, it's not the original like radio, like head unit. Um, depending on if it's a single din, are you asking that if the radio has been replaced? Yeah. 
No, it's the same radio. But you said it's from 2007? I mean, the car is. Oh, the car is. Yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah. I thought you said it's an older Beetle. Oh, I was talking about my, my oh. other car that I tried. No, I mean the, <laughs> the Beetle. No, no, the Beetle. So, sorry, my bad. So it has the, um, it has, so not the original original. My, my yeah. dad managed to go on eBay and find you get the, the same. You couldn't get what? the original? This in this case, he found the original type of radio that went into it, and he managed to replace it. And it works fine. It's awesome. a little um, difficult to use yeah. because well, I was um, everything is so like all the radio waves are so fine cut now that it's really hard to get the the right bandwidth. But yeah, well, I was gonna say um, if you like have like an aftermarket radio unit anyway. It's not a big deal to if it's like a, a double din or dim. I forget if which if it's din or dim double dim uh, thing you can get uh, like a third party aftermarket radio thing that has Android Auto and Apple CarPlay built into it. So, yeah, like if you're in that kind of situation, you want like the modern conveniences, but like you have like an older like classic car like that, like there's options is is basically I mean, the point of that. I think in this case, like, I'm almost content in my ignorance of modern technology. Like, yeah. uh, hearing all this stuff, all this potential bullshit that we might have to go through in the advent of digital media in cars, um, I'm just content with my phone and my aux cable. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, back to the back to the main story. Yeah, I, I see this as a failure of the administration if they are able to successfully circumvent this law because uh, they're just they're going back on, you know, campaign promises. They're going back on just, you know, general, you know, uh, policy positions, uh, not for any good reason, just for the reason that it's you know better for the for the profit margins of car manufacturers and to put to i'll be brief here but the thing that i am confused slightly confused about is that the federal government telling uh car manufacturers just to ignore this yeah um isn't their decision to make it does seem very brazen it's not their decision to make it's up to the state right so there is a supremacy supremacy clause yeah which basically just says the federal government has final say, or not the federal government but like the federal the judicial system is a part of the federal government so like yeah but no i don't know anyway um this is up to the the this is up to the state yeah and this and was voted government. in directly by the people by the constituents right so so they're going back one on a campaign promise on a general policy position that they have said that they had uh but they're also just circumventing democracy I would agree with you if it was the if if this democratic bill was theirs to circumvent, which it isn't, in my opinion. Um, I hope this gets settled in the in the court system. I hope that the state, if this becomes like a big fucking issue, I hope that the state that passed this law ends up suing the federal government. Yeah, and saying you can't circumvent this. This is up to the courts to determine if this other bill that you passed is in violation. Yeah, they're probably. I mean. How many federal judges do you think are that tech savvy? Because the they're they're making the argument that like oh you know consumers should have choices with who they go to you know get repairs done, but you know it's just you know we don't want it to pose an unnecessary risk. 
And I well, think and it's not about the risks that are involved. It's I, about whether or not the federal government even has the right to tell car manufacturers to ignore this law. Right. I I I can I the I could see it playing out, you know, this way. Like like they make the argument that like yeah, you know, we got to we got to do this, but like, you know, not not this way, not in a way that is too much of a security risk. And I could see that convincing federal judges to be like, yeah, maybe they don't necessarily. I mean, I I think I don't know. I I'm not an expert. Either they say, yeah, they have the jurisdiction and you can ignore the law, or they say they don't have the jurisdiction, but, you know, since there is the safety risk, we got to like put this law on hold. Now, because they I'm don't know shit. Expert, They're all obviously. old. They're all dinosaurs. I, but I don't think. I don't think this decision will be made on whether or not um, right to repair is a is a technological risk to national security. I think it'll be determined. Well, not national not security, government. more like individual uh, safety. That's that's right, where they're like, making the argument. I don't think that this case would be. Um, judged on whether or not this is a safety risk but whether or not the federal government has the right to tell car manufacturers to ignore this yeah um, i mean i think which i don't think they do i, um, I think but i'm not a legal expert that's the issue it, yeah it seems like since it is the national highway traffic safety administration since it is like right up their alley it seems like they can be like you know in special circumstances they can be like hey this law you know, you know, it was it was passed, but you know, there's this concern here, whatever. So until you know, pending litigation, pending investigation, you know, continue business as usual. It seems like that's not outside of their purview, but I guess it, it, I don't think I don't I don't think we know enough to say either way. I guess is where I'll leave that particular concern, but. Briefly, before we move on, I want to go over why right to repair uh, is such a, I, I think we've already kind of covered it, but it's honestly kind of a no brainer. It's, like, it is yeah. a no brainer. It's you, a pretty like I said, it's a pretty good litmus test to see if someone is actually like on the side of of average people because it's the kind of thing that it's like, yeah, yeah, you should be able to get your iPhone fixed by a company other than Apple who's going to charge you $1,000 to, like, fix a, a broken screen. But also, if you apply this to anything else, like, for instance, if you buy a mug that you really like and then you break that mug and a manufacturer says you legally cannot glue that mug together, you have to buy a new one. Yeah, or they say, like, actually, the technology in that mug will not allow you to go to a, a third-party mug repair shop. Or what if we you put a little a hammer, computer in it that makes it explode if you dare open right. it. Right. But um, I I will plug, uh, I will plug Lewis Rossman on YouTube. Uh, if you haven't seen him, he does a lot of coverage on right to repair stuff. I'm gonna just real quick. I'm gonna paste a link to that in recommendations so I remember to put it in the description. But yeah, he's a great resource on that. Um, but. Anyway, that's that's all to say. Uh, continue with what you were saying. Oh, um, yeah. So this is especially important for like um, farmers because they have like, for instance, John Deere is a big yeah. uh, violator of I wouldn't say violator, but a big. Pro well, they're they're, they're a violator right of the principle. Right. And so you have all of these farmers who are actually incredibly time dependent to make their harvests and make profit on their harvests. Yeah. And then when they're 
if or when their tractor decides to take a shit, which arguably could, it could be argued that their tractors are designed to eventually take a shit. Exactly. Um, yeah. Just like iPhones, just like, you know, any other modern technology. Right. Like we know about um, planned obsolescence. Right. Um, they're forced to go to John Deere and pay extraordinarily large sums of money to fix very minor issues on their tractors. Yeah. So that they can like continue with their livelihood. I've even heard some stories of people, of some farmers going back to like old fifties tractors because at least you can work on them. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard of that general sentiment with cars and like, like trucks and stuff. And, um, real quick, another quick plug. I, uh, RM Brown just did a video about this, uh, this very, uh, story that we're talking about. Uh, any, 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 and he goes into, he goes into some detail, you know, you know, the thing, um, I was going to say something, but I forget what, um, oh yeah, I was going to say, uh, it, right to repair just as a, as an idea makes sense from multiple perspectives. If you're like a leftist or like a socialist, like it, it is just good for consumers. It is good for people that don't want to go back to this you know, mega corporation that's going to price gouge them. Like if you're, if you have that kind of consciousness about you, right, it makes sense. But also if you believe in the free market, this should be your position. It being in favor of right to repair because it's just the free market position. Why should a manufacturer be allowed to stifle competition like that? Well, also if you just believe in personal ownership of something. Yeah. Right? Personal ownership, personal liberty. Exactly. Why aren't you allowed to fix it? Yeah, it should be, in my opinion, it should be illegal for any manufacturer of a product. If you're not like leasing it from them, it should be illegal for them to have any clause in a contract that says you cannot legally fix this on your own. You yeah. have to come back to us. Oh, I, I just remembered I was going to say, uh, so circling back to what you said about like a, a car manufacturer, like a possible competitor swooping in and being like, hey, you can you buy the car. It's your car. You can repair it wherever you want. So along those lines, uh, I think it's a bit easier in like the sort of like tech space, like laptops, phones and stuff, because there's less upfront capital needed because it's I, I pretty obviously cheaper to manufacture a laptop than it is a car. Right. So there's a company called Framework. Their whole thing is they make like modular laptops and you can like pretty easily swap out parts, which is a big deal. Like it's a big first for laptops because they've historically been very like closed off. Just because it's hard to standardize parts for something that miniaturized and that compact. It's not like desktops where you can just swap out whatever part you want. Um, but anyway, that's all to say, yeah, that kind of thing is possible. And it should be done. And I think it is uh, more and morally correct. I would also say that I'm actually a little scared that even a big corporation that already exists will take advantage of this. Like, for instance, Amazon might just make a car that's just easy to repair. I doubt and that then, they would, but yeah, possibly. I mean, they have the capital. They, they have the just capital, do but it. I just don't believe Amazon is that kind of company. I mean, they originally sold books. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not the kind of company that would like take this kind of stance. I'm not saying they're not the kind of company to manufacture cars. I'm saying they're not the kind that would do it in that kind of, you know, ethical way. Fair enough. But th the other thing is they could they could sell these uh, affordable parts on Amazon. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then we just kind of run back into the same issue where what if they say, oh, we're not going to let you, you know, sell this as a retailer, right? We're not going to. Or, or uh, oh, by the way, you're only leasing these parts from us. When they yeah. break, send them back and we will send you a replacement. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like we would be going but back to the to original issue. For shipping. Yeah. Right. The worst thing that I've, the worst trend that I've noticed is things moving towards a subscription model, especially hardware moving towards a subscription model. Like it's, it's just transparently shitty. But well, I remember the first time my first encounter with something like that was with, was in high school with AutoCAD, uh, which is computer, computer aided design. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you could just like 50 bucks buy AutoCAD and there you go. Oh, no, was yeah, it like it's 50 actually bucks like a month. Uh, well, I actually ended up getting like a school discount, a okay. discount. Um, but it's like a couple grand to buy the, to buy your own copy of auto AutoCAD, even though Jesus. it's just a program. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with Adobe products, you used to be able to like buy, you know, a license to use like Premiere or Audition, any of their products, but now they're all a subscription and they're all crazy expensive. So the last, I think we've kind of covered why right to repair is good. If you still, if you want to look into it more, if you're not convinced, whatever, check out Lewis Rossman, check out the RM Brown video, uh, Brown's auto repair, go, go watch it. But I will leave you with, I forgot what I was going to say. What was I going to leave you with? Anyway. (laughs) If you have something near and (laughs) dear to you, near and dear to you, that you'd like to this is how i feel this is how i feel anyway i did everything right i did everything right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i cannot remember what i was gonna say anyway um let's see the fucking oh okay so for the past two days now i have been they're all dead yeah they're all dead let's start off with that they're all fucking dead they were gonna be dead that there was no awful. scenario where they were like going to survive. Not, I'd like to not have any idea in the audience's mind that I think that's in any way a good thing. It's obviously terrible that they passed away. I think it's morally um, neutral awful. at best. I, I think any death that is accidental in this in this sense, accidental and technically very gruesome, uh, is objectively awful. Yeah. Um, so so I. My condolences to everyone who is connected to this. So since we've already been going for a little while and since I've kind of had the same conversation dozens of times in the last couple days, just talking to people about this whole Titanic submersible thing. um, I guess we don't need to relitigate the details. We don't need to go over like the particulars like, yeah, it's a shitty tube. It was like welded together with like camping supplies controlled by a Logitech game controller. Um, I'm, I saw like conflicting information about what they were able to look at the Titanic through. It was either a very small shitty window or a shitty camera going to a monitor. It was a digital, a digital thing. Yeah. So they're not even seeing the Titanic. Um, but anyway, yeah. So my, my takeaway is time is a flat circle. Nietzsche was correct. He was really on. I, I really, I think there are only a handful of historical events that just Red recycle. Have you every what? 
Red Nietzsche have you. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, oh I'm oh, saying Red, red Nietzsche I thought you were have like you. the color. Question mark. No. Yeah. No, I haven't I haven't had the pleasure, but I just know the one quote, time is a flat circle. I really think we just have a handful of historical events that just recycle themselves every hundred oh. years or so. Oh, actually, a new development from the Washington Post about oh, this. Uh, Navy uh, sensors heard underwater implosion of Titan submersible days ago. <laughs> Unofficial, so they've been dead. Or uh, officials say. So, I mean... I get it that in search and rescue, you always have to keep hope that maybe you could find them, but they, yeah. they heard a boom. I don't like how much, I mean, I don't know how much money has gone into the search, but just the idea that they signed up for this, they paid a quarter million dollars a piece to go into this very improvised tube to die. That's what they did. They went in there to die. And no, objectively not. <laughs> objectively not. Yeah. But like, <sighs> They went into that okay, tube. To, I, they paid to die. They did not, actually. They paid to go see the Titanic that they thought they would be able to see with the submersible. Um, I mean, you'd have, to be, I, you'd have to be pretty thick what I, to, to think that that thing was going to make it. Well, with lack of expertise, anything can look pro- plausible. Right? So, <sighs> I, don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel bad for them. I, I, don't, I don't separate suffering in that way of like, oh, if you're rich, you therefore experience suffering differently um it's just i no one would appreciate being drowned suffocated and crushed to death simultaneously yeah uh nearly four kilometers below the water well if it makes you feel Um, any better they were crushed way before they would have a chance to drown yeah presumably yeah um um so yeah i don't think it's a good thing that they died i don't wish this kind of thing on anyone i just really feel like I like I've said before, I, talking to you, I really feel like it's just a prime example of fuck around and find out. You know, and like I I, I, I feel bad right. on like a human level. Like I don't wish suffering on anyone, but I like it's hard to feel bad for someone when they set themselves up for this colossal of a failure. And I agree with you to the extent of like yeah, fuck around, find out. That's how exploration works. Um. But I think it's also human nature to want to go to extreme places and explore. Sure. But this isn't just a normal example uh, of exploration. Right. They paid for it, right? I mean, they they paid half a million dollars each to go down and see the Titanic. Well, I mean, just beyond Um, that, I mean, how much do you know about, like, the, the production of this submersible? It was pretty shit. It was pretty Um, shit. But again... It was pretty shit. It was really shit. But um, I don't. I wouldn't expect anyone buying a ticket to know that, especially yeah. when, especially when the company itself was trying to keep it a hush hush. Yeah. Um. So I. That's why I feel bad for them. They have my unlimited sympathy. Um. I think it's human nature to want to go to exp- extreme places and explore. There's always the possibility of fuck around, and find out. Um. Hell, numerous. Uh. uh historical figures have learned that lesson terminally yeah um and you know i i I again wouldn't wish this death on anyone it's not a good death especially when there's i think a 19 year old kid involved it's just sad yeah um i hope that this company is, is is held to responsibility for this um especially and this is what gets me angry is that their ceo died 
in this. Yeah. And I, if anyone deserves to have the full force of responsibility placed on them, it's their CEO. Mm-hmm. I will, I will throw an asterisk on, on what I said. If these, if the passengers were like scammed into it, like, yeah, I feel bad for them. Right. Obviously. But it, from my limited perspective, all signs are pointing towards they could kind of see how like shoddy this thing was just how improvised it was it was pretty well documented how just unsafe this contraption was you know so it it it's just it's hard like yeah on a human level i don't wish that level of suffering on anyone but like i just i don't know i feel like it's just kind of like yeah that's what happens and so I I, I see like like what you like what you said about place. exploration is valid. Like I would love to go to space, but if someone offered to put me in a catapult and right. you know <laughs> launch me into the stratosphere <laughs> for a quarter million dollars, exosphere. You understand like, how that no. you understand how that goes <laughs> beyond the human desire to explore. Like that's just it's negligence. And especially and if you're think, taking your kid with you, that is well, that is another and, level but, of negligence. But that's why they paid a half million dollars, so they wouldn't have to care. I guess. I, I think they were just, they were fleeced. These people were ripped fleeced. off. Yeah, they were, and terminally ripped off, frankly. Yeah, even if um, they made it back, they were ripped off. But I, I will hold the view in this case that um, lack of expertise will make anything seem f- safe. I Especially guess, but given it was, I just feel like you look at it and you know. I disagree with you on that. And I mean, There's like, a lot there, of things that are it was, very specialized that you wouldn't, you would not know looking at it. Right. I, I like to think if I was investing, not in, you know, it, spending uh, a quarter million dollars on something, especially something that could potentially be this dangerous, I would do a bit of Googling on it. And there's a pretty well-documented history of experts analyzing this contraption and saying this thing is not safe to go nearly as deep as you're trying to make it go. Like, it was controlled by a Logitech game controller. The only communication was, like, through your cell phone if you're directly under the boat that you launched from. It just, all signs were pointing to this thing not being safe. I would say, though, like, in your defense, though, um, it should be common knowledge that anything that's going into extreme uh conditions as this sub was uh would be prone to uh like for instance little micro cracks in its in its structure and those were found right of course they were it's going four kilometers underwater yeah um and it i yeah, I would say to a certain extent it's the consumer's responsibility to be like hey how do you refurbish this yeah what is your exact process of making sure that these micro cracks don't end up with a catastrophic failure in yeah. pressure? I don't know how Googleable it was, but there was documentation showing from experts showing that this thing was not like they, they did not trust this thing. The, uh, the expedition unknown guy, the, the guy from that show was offered a trip in this thing and he turned it down because he knew it was completely unsafe and there was a likely chance that he wasn't going to make it back. However, he did have an entire TV channel of lawyers and experts yeah. to research for them and make sure, because ultimately if that guy died, like going down, it's on the network's 
fucking dime. Yeah, but if you have if you're a billionaire and you have a quarter million dollars to just blow on something like this, I feel like you have not the same resources, but you have, you know, a similar, you know, sort of uh, caliber of resources to just do a little bit of checking into this company and a little bit of checking into this invention. Um, but I, I, yeah, we, we've, we've gone over that. It's yeah. Feel bad for him. Don't feel bad for him. Whatever. Um, I will say I have a new business venture that I would like to announce. Uh, I am now offering trips to the sun. It'll cost $500,000 and I will throw you into the sun and you will die. Uh, will that be cash or card? Uh, I actually have a business venture as well. Um, I'll give you um, a uh, a bed sheet, and it's like a free trip down the Grand Canyon. So <laughs> all you have to do is jump and um, catch as much air as you can, and you'll be fine on the way down. You know. Well, you We've, know, I'm reminded me, of I've, I'm reminded of two things. One, trust me, I've thunk hard about this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm reminded of first of all the original Titanic how everyone in its design and operation just completely ignored safety. The guy, the, uh, the, the CEO, the owner of this company, ocean gate, uh, he said something to the effect of safety is overrated publicly. That's a public yeah, quote attributed the, to the, him. That's the I would not flag. trust that guy as a consumer. Ex, ex fucking excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> what? So the second thing that I'm reminded of is a quote that you've brought up on numerous occasions uh, from one Joseph Stalin, who you love. I have many criticisms of, but you love Stalin as you've, when as you've said. When did I say that I love Stalin? You know, that one time. Uh, anyway, from I've never, the, the quote the record, from the guy that you to love. To any future employers, I've never said that. <laughs> to any future and employers. everything I say on Stalin this show once is mostly said, a joke. If, if you, you have any questions, reach out to me. If you try to kill a capitalist, uh, or if you try to like, if you want to hang a capitalist, they'll sell you the rope. In this case, they bought the rope. They bought the rope. <laughs> they were like, "Let me help you get that around my neck." Yeah, you want maybe a little tighter? I feel like you they, think to an extent they may have even told them the neck size. But yeah, they just they did it to themselves. It's like a, this is a little bit of a, a, a lewd, uh, gross example, but it's like hearing that someone got mauled by a lion. Like, yeah, you feel bad for him, but then you find out they tried to fuck that lion in the ass, like. Yeah, that's what happens. You got I, you know. What, I'm just gonna, you get, the logical I, thing has happened here. I'm gonna leave it with this: if I ever get into it like a fucking orbital space capsule, and I see that the captain of this, the commander of this fucking, the pilot of this fucking whatever, is controlling it with a goddamn Xbox controller, Logitech, I'm fucking third party, I'm generic ass, Walmart ass game I'm controller. Out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no. I'd have more respect uh, if it was an Xbox controller. If he if he says we control this with a Logitech gaming controller and I just pilot by eye, I'm fucking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we have two more stories to go through. I'm thinking since we're we're about an hour sixteen in. If you want, we can shelf it and go over it next week. We got the Telegraph new logo fucking nazi flag and uh, the secret invasion intro used ai art and people are upset if either of those sound particularly like you really want to cover it now we can i can cover the first one now the, Any the company, telegraph thing 
Yeah, just let me. I have. I, I think we can get through little, this quickly. Just, just give me a sec. I'll have a whole thing for this. You say your thing. Um, I'll say company, my thing. Any company, if you're gonna make a new logo, I mean, at least reference some Nazi flags. Hire at least one. Make sure. Hire one Jewish graphic designer and just be like, does this, does this look okay to you? Just look up Nazi flags, and if it looks anything suspiciously like a Nazi flag, just don't. I feel like you should just, just know like, what a Nazi flag looks like. Sometimes it's even it. as easy as just changing the color. Yeah, if they if this was like a different color, I feel like it wouldn't be as bad. Anyway, Telegraph they got a new logo. It looks like a Nazi flag. Link in description to the article. Just basically a compilation of tweets. It's there. It's the Telegraph like cursive T thing in a white uh like diamond shape against a red background and the red that they use uh i saw someone point out it's the exact same red that was used on on fucking nazi flags but my the the thing that really gets me is not just that this happened it's that this happened after the new york times put out a, a crossword puzzle that is just a swastika Honestly, how does this keep happening? How do newspapers keep accidentally uh, doing Nazi shit? Also, I do have one um, addendum to the uh, to the submersible thing uh, that we can get to. Unless you, or, I mean, if and after you have any closing thoughts on the Telegraph thing, uh, yeah. Um, actually, I don't think I, like it's just simple. Yeah, like it's, it's just, such a simple it's dead simple just don't do nazi like, shit like go to a college and just be like hey does this look like anything bad and right pay up like give them a fucking chipotle gift card for anyone who is just like yeah that kind of looks like the nazi flag yeah i mean they're saving your ass <laughs> like uh, come the fuck <laughs> on it's not that hard right so the fuck dude like yeah what I want to add to the uh, to the uh, t- the Titan submersible thing is, and I I wish I had brought this up in the segment because uh, I don't like circling back to stuff like this. But anyway, uh, someone posted a screenshot, and I do have this linked in the show notes. Uh, it's the the link labeled Chat GPT saves the day. If you want to read along with me, uh, someone posted a screenshot replying to the New York Times' tweet about the story. Uh, someone said, I asked chat GPT for a plan and it said one, assess the situation two, coordinate rescue resources, three, deploy rescue vessels four, implement a rescue plan five, execute the rescue operation. They should try doing that or something close to it. End quote. Well, I think the main issue that the Navy, like the U.S. Coast Guard and multiple other countries were having was just figuring out where the fuck it went. <laughs> yeah. This guy is like, asked the robot and the robot said, what if you rescued the sub? No, no, don't worry. I was texting my CFO. It's fine. I just, the idea that you would tweet this thinking that it's like helpful when really the advice is just. Yeah, come up with a plan and do it. Like, they didn't think of, oh, what if we rescued them? Like, they didn't think of that. You know what it, you know what it makes me, you know what it makes me feel like? You know what it makes me feel like, Gavin? Does it make you feel like you're taking crazy pills? I feel like I'm pills? taking crazy pills! 
anyway, that is all that I have to say about the the Titan thing. Anyway, next week we can get to the secret invasion AI stuff. It'll still be relevant, I hope. Uh, the show is an ongoing series, so hopefully this does not completely leave the news cycle before we can milk some content out of it. Anyway, uh, we got anyway we watched a movie this week. Gavin, we watched Indiana Jones and <sighs> in the time that I did. I mention uh, did I ever tell you about when I was in Chicago in 1920 and I learned jazz from Sidney, what's his name, and and I met uh, you know my friend Ernest Hemingway and we solved a murder and I learned how to play the blues. Yeah, I met Louis Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, and we went to the moon. Yeah, and then uh, I became I think that might a, be a different a adventure. Ping pong ch- then, I, then I became a ping pong champion after serving in Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, that's the I title. Started a shrimp company. <laughs> I I think what made this movie suffer is how long the title is. I just because we even just like we just it. went over the whole thing. Like we didn't went over the whole thing. Like I don't even. I, okay, so we no, watched Indiana the I'm the, the young the Indiana Jones Adventures of Young Indiana Jones and the Mystery of the Blues. I'm going to spoil the ending real quick because I thought it was the dumbest fucking ending. I told you. I told That's you it's the... a stupid ending. What, are you fucking shitting me here? He just blows on the fucking mini horn and his snow falls and it collapses. Not only collapses on them. The snow not only collapses on them. It collapses in such a way that the little peace pipe or whatever that the dude was holding is sticking out of the snow. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly waist height for Indy to grab. I thought you were talking about how they didn't end up arresting that guy. They, they spent half the movie investigating. Well, I mean, I don't expect a bunch of college students to do that. But, but like, like it was setting them up for that kind of thing, and then right. it was just like, yeah, they didn't do it because, yeah, they, as we they, all they know, Al Capone it. operated for another eight years. Well, it explains a lot about how Indy operates because I feel like that situation really solidified with him that nothing fucking matters. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what it like. I feel like that happened, and that's why when they're like, yeah, the Nazis are after the Ark of the Covenant, he's like, yes, so what? Yeah, and they're like, we're willing to pay you money to go find it first, and he's like, sure. Yeah, I will say, yeah, I do. I haven't. I think this is the only one that I've actually watched out of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Uh, but they are—they're all canon, actually. If you believe it, believe it or not, they are all canon. They're not like, oh yeah, you know, we did this thing in the '90s, but you know, it doesn't contribute to the main story. Like, no, no, it, it is. It's canon, and I love that because, like, just watching the 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 movies proper, you can have the little memory in the back of your head, like. Remember when this guy learned the blues? And I I think that fleshes out the character in such a fun, enjoyable way. Just conceptually. Like, I, like, I don't know. I I just kind of found the whole thing to be... Also, they're using slang that was, like, only around in the 90s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah, because this was made like, in the 90s. Don't be such a square. Don't be such a square. And no, uh, not, not one Square was around says, in the 50s. It took place in the 90s, or it took place in the 20s, Alex. I mean, it was probably around in the 20s, too, but I know that it was in the 50s. No, they would be calling you a J. They'd be like, yes, st- stupid J, and they'd be saying the N-word a lot more. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. My main criticism is they don't use enough <laughs> racial slurs. This this I mean, edutainment direct-to-video movie I hate, I, that was no, meant I to be played be in classrooms. Um. I I, just, I don't know. I, I just, I saw this and I was just like, when's he going to shoot Nazis? And I was like, oh wait, Nazis don't exist yet. Right. 
Yeah, you got to keep in mind, this isn't like an Indiana Jones movie. This is really like, this is very much a side story. This is very much well, like, also, a, did you know that when I was young, I used to play the jazz? Well, also, I didn't know that Indiana Jones served in World War One. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's like something. a big part of the of these of these stories. They're like, they go they go a lot into like his service in the war and like his journey after that. Dude, they made like 20 it, of these movies. Well, I do find it funny that um when they're sitting to eat to eat food at that one guy's house, um he's like, "So you served?" and he's like, "Yep." And he's like, "Kill anyone?" I mean, that's that's how a lot of conversations like that go. Did you fucking ruin someone's day? <laughs> yeah. To put it lightly, to put it lightly. Actually, okay, I have a funny story that's not entirely that's not related to this movie at all. I'll make it quick. I was talking when I was still uh, selling drugs as a pharmacy technician. <laughs> I was talking to a I guy. I love that you open with that. When I was selling I was drugs as a pharmacy a, technician. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the fact. Um when I was, I was a drug talking dealer, to a guy who was who was a uh, a marine and um he he was like, "Hey, why don't you join the army?" And I was like, "I just don't I don't want to ruin anyone's day." And he point blank looked at me and he said, "I didn't ruin anyone's day. I ended it." <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, "Shit, That's dude. Fuck. fuck." Okay, first off, metal is sh- metal as fuck. Oh yeah. But also, <laughs> fucking hell, dude. Shit, I don't I think I made my point clear. I don't want to ruin anyone's day. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, back to the movie. Anyway, I you did mention like the sort of Forrest Gumpy vibe. You know, I I love that. I, mean, I love Forrest that about Gump these. if it was really poorly written. I okay, look, I disagree with that. Okay. Uh but no, I like and it, and this is true of all of these movies cuz they're meant to be sort of an exploration of history and it, like he happens to meet historical figures because you know you got to learn about historical figures right but i just love the because there's like 20 of these like i said i just love the idea that this guy just happens to run into the most famous people in the world dude he meets dracula in one of these he meets- so vampires are real is what you're telling me in the indiana jones universe vampires exist Gavin, i want you to list for me everything that we know is real from the, the 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 tetralogy of Indiana Jones movies, and tell me with a straight face that vampires don't fit into that whatsoever. Te- technically, the Catholics were right. Yeah. <laughs> technically, the Catholics were right. Dude, Indiana my man Jones drank from the, the Holy Grail. That was re- well, actually technically that would make Judaism. Cur- I mean, really, the Old Testament. That I mean, would make that the one. Yeah, by extension. Like the, but then also that means that everyone else is well, going to hell. I mean, Christianity and Islam are, are spinoffs of Judaism. Right. So um, like if like one of them's correct, they're all correct. But, um, but yeah, like all religion. Uh, yeah, like Temple of Doom, like they're like whatever they believe in is correct. Motherfucker ripped a dude's heart out. I, I don't. How interdimensional you, beings that aren't aliens but like are mention, aliens are also correct do you know how much money that guy could have made doing heart transplants <laughs> <laughs> yeah why wasn't this guy think was he stupid go to harvard <laughs> is this guy stupid come on man you can anyway, totally just rip out someone's dying <laughs> heart and replace it with someone's new heart that's all to say i love the forrest gump vibe of this where like everyone that he knows happens to be someone in history like even his dorky roommate ends up being like the head of the DEA. Like yeah. he it ends up being at like the head of like one of the 
like he ends up being one of the most prominent anti-prohibition or like a uh, anti like organized crime guys. Oh yeah, he also just meets Al Capone. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, Al Capone you know. moves into town and he's like, I'm. I'm Turns this out, guy. Al Capone, Ernest Hemingway, and Louis Armstrong were all within the same three blocks yeah. of each other. Well, I love that. Like the murder mystery happens. And this like this little this little ragtag journalist shows up and he's like, we're going we're gonna guy get a break. I want to I want to get a scoop on this story. And Indiana Jones shows up and he's like, hey, what are you doing here, buddy? And he's like, oh, it's me, Ernest Hemingway. Almost I'm looking at the camera being friend. like, I'm the historical figure, Ernest Hemingway. Oh, and I'm here with my friend Louis Armstrong. Yeah, they and feel like brought, they feel like Disney animatronics. And he brought his friend, future president John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, it 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 really feels like you're walking through like the Hall of Presidents, like that kind of thing, you know? Right. <laughs> I my one of my favorite examples of that is when I I forget who the historical figure is but you know when he's like at at dinner with that family and and the guy is like you know i believe in civil rights and we gotta you know take what's ours i was like is that malcolm x is it right is that malcolm x yeah well like the guy's father is like something washington whatever like he says like the full name of the historical figure it just feels like he's like that's who it is that's who it is Turn your pec- turn your textbook to page well, one hundred sixty four if you want more context. Oh, I just one thing I hated about it is how they would just do something like that and then just fucking drop it for the rest yeah. of the goddamn movie. Yeah. Like, oh, you should. I'm pretty sure. I'm. I'm just. Uh, my opinion. I'm pretty sure civil rights in the twenties is more important to learn about than um, I don't know, fucking whiskey during prohibition. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's meant more for like a uh, to be like a springboard. Because if it was just like a documentary on on like civil rights, like there's like there's no Indiana Jones factor there, you know. Like they you gotta trick kids into learning about his like historical stuff. You gotta trick them. Um, but now I I do uh, I I'm sure you agree with this. I do really feel like the second half kind of drags and it feels disconnected. Feels really I feel like they're just like it comes out of nowhere. They're really just on the they're really just on the path to get to the ending at that point. I really feel like you could have made a better, more, you know, like kind of more well-paced product. If you just kind of cut it off before the murder mystery stuff happens. Cause you get a pretty good, a pretty good story. You get a pretty good journey of indie, like, you know, learning music and like learning to express himself and all that kind of stuff. And I did want to I did want to say like it kind of like Sing Street. It's a good movie to like, you know, remind yourself how to be creative, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, it's not about like, you know, going by the book. You know, you got to learn the fundamentals, but, you know, you got to put your own spin on it. You got to, you know, put your own personality into it. Right. And also it's just, you know, I like a thing with a lot of music in it. You just get to kind of jam out, jam out to the bangers and stuff. And I, I, again, I do love the idea of this being an Indiana Jones story and it's completely unrelated to everything else in the franchise. Yeah. Like watch kingdom of the crystal skull and remember that that's the same character. (laughs) I just realized too, Indiana Jones is a lot like the English museum 
It belongs in a museum. The English museum belongs in a museum. Uh, the, uh, no, that sorry, that uh, that is a dumb. I didn't. He's I didn't a lot like African right. artifacts that come fr- that come from a, a Indian, village. It Indian belongs in a in, white museum. It, how the you know how the English just stole out <clears throat> artifacts from India? Yeah, and India is just like I would like those back, please. And the English are like too woke. No. Yeah. Um, I think it's just kind of funny because, um, at the beginning of the first Indiana Jones movie, he has the like golden head thing and all these natives are bowing to it because it's like culturally significant to them. Yeah. It's literally an idol. Right. And, um, instead of being like, Hey, how, Hey, Nazi. Hey man, how about instead of taking this idol that means a lot to them, how about we give it back to them? So that they can continue on their cultural journey. Well, no, it belongs um, in a white museum. No, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's that kind of from? that's part of the appeal of Indiana Jones. Just how how much of a grubby, gross individual he is. He's, yeah. He doesn't fight for justice. He fights to get laid and to collect artifacts so he can get money. Well, I'll reiterate this point. I think this movie really solidified in his head that nothing fucking matters. <laughs> I love it. I love at it all. so much. You can do much. all the work, gather all the evidence. At the end of the day, there's going to be one person in power who does not fucking care, and yeah. nothing will happen. I, so you've made it pretty clear, much to my chagrin, that you don't like this just as a general product. But how, how did you feel about like the parts of the movie that were just about Indiana Jones learning jazz? I was kind of bored. Fuck you. The, you know, I I think we got to reconsider really this bored. show that we do because one <laughs> of us here has taste and the other one is you. I am devastated. I'm devastated <laughs> Are you? by the Are events you? of this yeah. day. Yeah. I was just like, all right, he's learning how to play this instrument. And they're all like, yeah, you know how to play this instrument. I and like then, that. I like it. I was like, all right cool whatever i i like Eat. that i think this is just an irreconcilable I, irreconcilable it's not like difference. i didn't it's avant-garde it's, like I, it's like I said it. it's avant-garde it's just i wasn't enthused it didn't grab my attention look i guess you're just the wrong kind of audience member for this i think i think you're just i think i think you're the problem anyway i'm gonna okay, say best I'll, movie I'll ever just, i wish that they would uh, do an I'm, hd re-release of these because I think you said earlier, like the the visual quality was <laughs> kind of bad. That'd be a waste of digital I digital them, usage. If they don't do any of the others, I want them to do this one. But I I, would, I do wish they would do like a remaster of these. But anyway, best movie ever. Uh, just write down whatever, and I'll sign off on it. I want you. I want you to tell me if this is the best movie ever or the worst movie ever. What you say will affect our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. Not allowed. Well, I just this did. is this is this is how the, this is how the movie feels. <laughs> I did everything right, and they indicted me. <laughs> I'm. They it did everything situation. right, and you indicted it. I don't. I'm sorry. I just wasn't. I was just not enthused. It just didn't grab my attention the way that Indiana Jones, the 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 cultural and theatrical fucking whatever was i don't know how to word it correctly but 
I liked the original three Indiana Jones. Well, technically, yeah, the original three Indiana Jones movies. I was going to mention the King of the Crystal Skull, but I saw that when I was like ten, and I really loved it. And now I hate it. Yeah, I think it, I've I've come to it's all right. That's 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 what I've concluded. It's all right. Um, so you didn't answer my question: best movie ever or worst movie ever? Yeah, best movie ever. No. Okay, look, this is a rare worst movie ever from you, and I am devastated. Anyway, recommendations of the week to you. I did not say worst movie ever. I just said it wasn't the best movie ever. Yeah, totally. Uh, You want to get to recommendations of the week? Sure. (laughs) All right. Do you have any? Um, Keychains, everyone. Get a keychain. My mom got me this keychain. Gavin. Funny enough, funny enough, from Chicago, it's a keychain... It's you from can't Chicago. Recommend it says Chicago keychains. on it. Says Hey, that's says where the movie State took place. Street. Says State Street on it. No, we got a State um, Street. We got a yeah, State Street in it. Is that? Um I can't believe you got fucking, merch from the movie. Uh yeah, no, I actually reached into the screen and took it out of Indy's pocket. Yeah. Um uh, uh Globes. I Gavin, would recommend Globes. Gavin, if I, I like Globes. When I ask Globes if you have nice. recommendations, I'm not asking you to point to things on your desk. <laughs> it's like I said you with like the movie, joysticks. don't George Glass like this. I have this joystick and I like it. Oh fuck, that um, I the thought entered and then immediately left my head about the whole submersible thing. The controller, it makes less sense when you consider that uh, when you, if you had a video game that was about navigating a submersible or anything like that, I imagine it's like Kerbal Space Program in that you don't want a, a, a regular game controller. You want like a joystick. Like a flight simulator my, joystick. My man couldn't drop a hundred dollars on a flight sim it setup. It was thirty dollars. It was it was <laughs> a third of that, Alex. Less than a Fucking third wild. of that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I finished Superman Smashes the Clan, <laughs> and I actually really liked Which, it. Not I, as horny as you would think. Yeah. No, it's Gavin. Gavin, he smashes them with violence, not with not like in a sex way. Oh. Yeah, no, it's a good story. Uh, it's it's a good uh, reminder of just how shit, uh, you know, uh, you know how sh- how shit race relations have been. You know, y- racism was really bad, still is bad, uh, and and never forget, never repeat it. Um, and a lot of the a lot of the stuff that that the clans people say is very similar to what people are saying right. now, and it's a good yeah. reminder that if you're saying it's, anything remotely similar to the uh, sentiment expressed by the clansmen, maybe reconsider yeah. your position. Think about it. Just think, Just think about it. Consider it. the following. Just think about it. Just think about it. Maybe other people are trying to make a living just like you are. Right. Yeah. It's like a. It's like ten dollars if you want to order it on Amazon. Uh, it's yeah. a good read. I really like it. I think it's. I think it's worth the read. Um, and uh, and that's and that's and that's it. Oh, I recommend melatonin. Melatonin. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. Don't overdo it. Um, it's a good. It's a good sleep supplement. Anyway. Uh, also, cats. Yeah. I finished uh, Superman Secret Origin, 
and it was good. It was a good Superman story. I really felt like it not was not a very good secret anymore, I must say. Yeah. No, I really felt like it was going to lead to a disappointing third act. He was just going to end up having to like punch a thing and then it was going to be like, "All right, you did it." But no, it was a good story. Um it like actually went somewhere and uh yeah, I like it. Those uh those screenshots that I sent you or like the pictures from the book that I sent you, Gavin, where he like yeah. shakes the guy's hand. And he like subtly intimidates him. That's that's from that book. He does the no teeth smile. Yeah, he yeah. So part of the in in the book, Lois, uh, she there, there's this guy that her dad tries to set her up with, who's like in the army, and he's like a lieutenant or whatever. And he's just kind of an asshole. He's like a womanizer. He's like really controlling. He like acts like Lois is like his property, even though they went on one date. And he's like, you're mine forever. And Clark is like, as Clark can, he's like, hey, Lois, is this guy bothering you? Oh, hey there. Hey there, new fellow. I, you know, nice to meet you. I hope you enjoy I the city. Like he intentionally, and he shakes his hand. Um, and this guy, like, try, tries to do, like, the macho thing where he's like, yeah, I can sh- crush your hand. I can squeeze your hand really hard. I bet that makes you scared, doesn't it? And Clark is Superman. So he just kind of, like, does, like... Uh, with like point one percent of his strength, he just does a little, like, just a little squeeze, just about breaks this guy's hand while maintaining eye contact and, like you said, doing the no teeth smile. And he's like, "I hope you have a good time around the city, pal." Bye now. He enjoy says, the, "Bye now." The, yes, like get such the fuck a out. Chad move. Get the fuck out of here. And Who's not that weak and, grip shit. And keep in mind, it's not to like assert himself. It's not it's to like make himself Lois. Look, yeah, it's to get this guy off Lois's ass. And I love that. It's it's a very good Superman moment. And I right. love it. I love it so much. Just this book is full of good Superman moments. I think the writer uh, has a pretty good understanding of the character. There's there's some weird creative decisions like to set Lois apart from other adaptations and to kind of show that she's like different, you know. They just make her kind of gross. They make her a Nazi. No, not that. Not that. They don't do that. No, they just kind of make her oh. gross. Like she has a disgusting desk, and they do a lot of homages to the the uh, like the seventies and eighties movies with Christopher Reeve. She like can't fucking what spell. What if know? this Lois Lane is a smoker? I mean, his lo- historically Lois Lane has smoked at least in the movies. You think Superman smoked? No, I don't think it would affect him. Also, I don't think he's the kind of guy that would smoke. Also, I have a question. Yeah. So, Kryptonite is, is are, are like fragments of his home planet, correct? Yeah, and they're like irradiated. Oh, they're irradiated. Yeah, that shit's radioactive. So it wasn't always like that. No. It, so, like when Krypt, it depends on the adaptation because they've done like his origin a lot and they've like retconned what exactly Kryptonite is quite a bit, but. Generally speaking, broadly speaking, kryptonite, uh, it's formed from fragments of krypton. And I guess in the explosion that destroyed krypton, it produced a lot of radiation that, like, you know, seeped into, like, the like the crystals, right? And it's really harmful to Superman, but I think there have been adaptations where it's also harmful to humans, just on a much lower level. And if it's pink, it makes Superman gay. That is, yeah, that is true. There are, uh, like, different colors of kryptonite. There's, like, black kryptonite that makes Superman act evil. I think that was featured in All-Star Superman. 
another good book. Um, but yeah. So your I, question. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, you're just asking what kryptonite is? That's all I got. Yeah. Do you want to know? I, like, I do have a fun fact about kryptonite. Do you want to know? I don't care. No, I don't. Oh, cool. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Tell me. It's fine. So do you know the origin of kryptonite? Like how, um, like why and how it was written into the stories? Was it to show that Superman isn't like, like completely no. in- invulnerable? No, no, actually, because uh, Golden Age Superman was very depowered compared to what he is, like what he's been at historically. Like, like I've talked about before, he could only leap tall buildings in a single bound. He couldn't fly. He had super strength, but I don't think it was, you know, to the point that he could move planets. You know, he was just a strong guy that could like move jump planets. a lot How and had like bulletproof skin. Time. Yeah. Um, so it's not that they needed to show that he could be depowered because he already wasn't that powerful. And it also goes against the purpose of the character. Like, it's not really about how hard he can punch. It's more about like what he represents morally. But I digress. The reason that they introduced kryptonite as an element of the character is uh, and it was actually during the radio show that they were doing, uh, I believe, in the 40s. The uh, the actor that played Superman wanted to go on vacation, but they didn't want to halt production. So they needed to write in a reason why Superman was gone for a couple weeks. So they wrote in kryptonite and they were like, oh, no, Superman. Oh, oh, no, you're sick. Oh, you're sick with the radiation poisoning from the kryptonite. Oh, I guess we better have some uh, Lois and Jimmy stories while you rest up. Oh, you can't hear him because he's over there in bed. He's moaning and groaning. Hope he gets a strength he's not back. Even his, he's not even his, in his North Pole like winter cave. I don't know when the Fortress of Solitude was introduced, but I don't think it was around in the Golden Age. All right. Yeah. But anyway, that's the yeah. origin of Kryptonite. Uh, the only other things that I have under recommendations is Lewis Rossman and R.M. Brown's video about the whole right to repair situation. Talked about those earlier. Links and descriptions and all that. And unless you have... Any other items on your desk that you want to pass off as a recommendation? I think that's the show. Um, He's looking. You know what? He's pondering. Picked pencils. up a pencil. Pencils. I, I recommend pencils to anyone who wants to physically write something. Hey, Gavin. While also have that. Shut up. Can shut we up run a second. thought experiment? No, no, shut up. I just shut want up, you, you to shut visualize up. for no, no, no. me. Stop writing. The audience stop, member. Stop that doesn't know about pencils. <laughs> I want you, you to. Wanna, I want you to describe. You want to write something. I want you to describe you to the person that knows what a podcast is, but has never used a, a pencil. I recommend pencils because they're cool. Do you recommend pencils? Just use your fucking phone to write. Yeah, sure. Yeah, dip it in the in the ink like a quill. Just use the corner of it. <laughs> no, just type it out on your keyboard on your phone. I you guess. Fuckwit. Jesus Christ. I think I'd rather use my fingers on the keyboard than use my phone. Oh, here's what I recommend. Uh, the term fuckwit. I'm pretty sure I made it up. You did um, not. I didn't? Okay. No. Well, I like it because it rolls off the tongue really well. And when someone hears it, it's... I, I just Are you suggesting that reaction? people use the word fuckwit? Don't tell me that's a racial Dude, slur, you, please. you can't fuck with the ocean, as we know now. 
can't fuck with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. It's so stupid. Anyway, I have nothing else. Cool. All right, then I think that's the show. I'm a husk of what formerly used to hold recommendations. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Bold of You Say. If you liked it, then like it. If you subscribe, then subscribe. And if you comment... It better be nice. Nice Make comments nice. only. Um, I have another quick recommendation. Batman Superman World's Finest. It's a good ongoing comic series. And I digress. Follow me on social media. Don't follow Gavin anywhere. Don't follow me. Except Stop for it. home. Follow him home. Follow him to work. Follow him. I'm unemployed. Anywhere that isn't online. Because that's, Hell, that's the one I'm rule. in space. You can't follow me anywhere. Yeah, he used my, my catapult business. He, he gave me a, a half million dollars and I shot him into the sun. It just you know, turns I out I missed. I want to start a rocket business that gets people up there but has no plan on how to get them down. Yeah, we don't sell round ticket, round trip tickets here. I'm sorry. I, I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> I, I didn't think we could get this far, quite frankly. If, I thought you'd be dead by in, now. If you look in where the parachute should have been, you'll find a bushel of apples. Just do what you want with that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, have a good 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. our official business hours. Let's get the hell out of here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What movie are we watching next week? Uh, We should watch The Death of Stalin. The Death of Stalin. All right. And that is, let me Google that again. Yeah, motherfucker, I remembered. The Death of Stalin, 2017 comedy satire. It is on, it's on Tubi. It's on Pluto uh, for free. Or I guess you can pay for an AMC Plus subscription and watch it there. Oh, my dick is throbbing.